Welcome to my podcast, Wellness Business. I'm your host, Libby Rothschild, registered dietitian, nutritionist, certified personal trainer, and your online wellness business coach. I help wellness influencers grow their social media following by creating community, creating online income and impact. Join me as I interview guests and have casual conversations with you answering your pressing questions. Follow me on Instagram at wellness.bizcoach. Today I'm answering a question that I got in my direct messages from Instagram. And I'm going to read you the direct message and then walk you through my answer. So this question is, have you done a podcast episode on how to convert Instagram followers into paying clients? I feel like you probably have. I get so many questions and I know I'm reaching my target audience, but I don't feel that it's translating to paid clients from Instagram. I have some that have found me on Instagram locally, but not so much outside local. When people ask you questions like I'm doing now, how do you get paid? How are you getting them from that to paid? I feel like a lot of people in my audience on Instagram are looking for free advice. I love helping, so it's rewarding to serve them, but it's not equating money. All right, I think that's a good question, and I'm going to walk you through how I would answer this. First, I want to discuss what is Instagram? You know that Instagram is one of my main platforms. I generate 80 80 to 90% of my leads from Instagram right now. And what I mean by that is that when I ask people, when people apply to my signature coaching service, I ask them where they heard about me from and they check off Instagram. Some people will say podcast. Some people will say podcast and Instagram. Couple people say Facebook, and then I've also gotten referrals from other clients of mine, and then from other like dietitian business coaches, which is great. And I do keep track of where all of these people come from. And what I mean by come from is that's called a lead source. So your lead source is where you get clients from. Now, tr- clients it could be traffic, right? So let's say you're doing a, a digital, you're doing a course, an ebook, you have some type of a product you still have lead sources for those products. It could be a blog, it could be paid advertising, right? But in the case of today's episode, I'm specifically gonna be talking about the lead source of Instagram. Instagram for me is how I built my business, it's where I generate my leads, and I feel that this is a great question that I can answer from my, you know, like my experiences and how this has worked for me. And I want you to to stop for a second and reflect. If you do have clients, I want to ask you, or traffic, right? Where are you getting your traffic or clients from now? Now, if you're not sure and you don't know the percentage and you can't quantify it from this quarter or last quarter, I want you to start keeping record. When my clients work with me, I have them keep records. We have, you know, they keep Google they use Google Drive and they keep folders and within those folders they keep records and we do review that together because when you treat what you do as a business and not a hobby, you will record keep for not only conversion for sales calls, but also lead generation because you can't have a business if you don't have leads and you want those leads to be the type of leads, quality leads, also leads that are within your target market, right? Your target audience, meaning that's who you want to serve and who you want to help. And this is the same whether it's a digital product like a course or it's coaching or some kind of a service-based, whether it's 
when you're doing packages or maybe you're doing an in-person workshop or a conference or even if you're doing a speaking event. And it's really important to know this because in your business, as you plan ahead and you look and reflect on where you're at with your revenue and your impact, you want to know where to focus the most attention on what's working, right? Because if one source is working, you really want to focus on that source. Or maybe you want to invest in ads in that source and you want to see, you know, how that strategy, like what part of that strategy is being effective and then how can you focus on that and double what you're doing now? And how can you really grow your business, right? At the end of the day, it's all about growing your business and getting your brand message really clear and reached to the right person. Not all people, but the person that you want to target, right? Your target audience. And then as you know, it's important to convert, meaning to take those leads or the traffic, like the, the prospective clients, right? They're not yet, they haven't yet given you money, but they're warm, meaning they're warmed up to what you offer. Those are prospects and it's important to convert prospects into clients because that's how you build a business and when in your business whether you're service-based or you're focusing on passive income or both you want to be very clear with your lead sources you should have multiple but again in this case we're just going to be talking about Instagram we can talk about multiple lead sources in another episode so you want to be clear what your lead sources are what percentage of your current of your clients are coming from said lead source and how is that different from this quarter versus last quarter or even this month versus last month? So keep track of that. It can be a simple, you know, Google Doc, Excel sheet, etc. And as you know, it's really important to convert and focus on when you get that traffic, you have to know how to turn them into clients. And that's essentially what we're going to be discussing today. How do you do that? Why is that important? You know, it's important. We're going to talk about how in a moment. And I want to mention why, you know, I said it's important to build a business in, in my opinion, how I've been able to grow. What I do is because I do keep track and I have systems and records and I didn't always, I wasn't always so meticulous. I really started just focusing on building my audience. And then once I started making more and more money, I started getting a little bit better with reflecting on what I'm telling you. And I wish I did it sooner. I really wish I could tell you a little bit more specifically what my conversion rate was when I first started versus now. And I only started keeping my conversion rate after <laughs> it would have helped if I would have kept it earlier. And I've discussed conversion rate before. That just means for the amount of clients that, let's say, a discovery call, however many you have booked, how many did you convert into a client? And you want to be improving on your conversion rate and knowing that you're working better in your business to you know close those, those clients and, and really you know, make sure that you're growing your business. What's really important is building relationships. And I have, you know, in order to use Instagram as my primary lead source and be able to leave my full-time clinical job like I have in basically a year's time, it's really been about relationship building and nurturing those relationships. I'm going to give you specific examples because I think this isn't like really spoken enough about, about how important this is. So there's three topics I want to discuss as far as like why, you know, conversion and the significance of how this lead source, meaning Instagram serving as the primary lead source of my business has helped me quit my full-time clinical job to be a full-time entrepreneur, you know, a business coach helping you. There's three components. You want to build relationships, you want to nurture those relationships, and then you want to do ongoing market research. So market research is not one and done. Market research is just continual. I'm constantly doing market research. And I think that's what helps me evolve and it helps me get more specific and clear with how I can help you. 
And I want to tell you a little bit about how I built relationships earlier on, let's say maybe like 2017, 2018, right? So now we're in 2019. My strategy is a little bit different now than it was before. So when I initially started you know, building relationships, what I did is I went into my target market, meaning I focused on dietitians, and your target market is going to be specific to your brand and your message, right? So I went to my target market. I looked to see what hashtags they use. And when I went in to find where the dietitians hang out and who they are and what they're posting, I started interacting with them and commenting and building relationships with them. And then when I went to Fancy, the Food Nutrition Conference Expo, I had met some of the people I connected with online in person. And between connecting with them online and meeting them in person, I did do a one step above that, and that would be I did a couple of webinars. And so pitching the webinars helped me get seen and increase my visibility even more beyond me just interacting on the platform. And so I do think interacting is really important meaning that you are interacting with the right people. And that could be direct messages. It could be comments. It's just any way to engage. Maybe you're checking out someone's story, but it's, it's got to be authentic. So you're really trying to focus on genuinely building a relationship, which is why it's really important to be passionate about what you do, because you have to really love your brand and your message. And if you're not authentic about your delivery, people will notice. So as you're building a business, I do believe you have to choose a topic and a philosophy, a mission, and a vision that really sits well with you and that you feel is something that you are very closely related to and that you're tied to this topic. So I built a relationship with, I know I've said this example before, but it's a good one, so I'm going to say it again. I built a relationship with Dietitian Connection. They're an organization in Australia, and uh, we had networked on social, and I pitched to do a webinar and Marie, the founder of Dietitian Connection, had said, oh, you know, and this is when I had hit 10K on Instagram and I wanted to focus on helping dietitians grow their social media presence, specifically Instagram. So I thought it would be a good idea if I tried to help by doing webinars. And I did quite a few that first year. I believe that was 2017. And what happened is when I reached out to Marie from Dietitian Connection, who I had already networked with and we followed each other on Instagram, I sent her a cold email and she said, are you going to Fancy? And I said, yes. And she said, I'll meet you in person. And Marie's big on in-person networking. She came all the way from Australia to Fancy, which is wonderful. She inspires me to do international networking as well. So again, this relationship from Instagram, right? It was built on connecting on Instagram. Uh, dietitians are my target market. And then we took that relationship offline at a conference and I remember the first conversation I had with Marie, we met at the Nutrition Entrepreneur, one of their networking, it was like a dinner event. And I believe this was 2017. And Marie didn't, it wasn't a long drawn out conversation. She just wanted to meet me in person. And she said, hey Libby, I checked out your stuff. I'd be happy for you to do the webinar. I just wanted to meet you. And I remember she brought me a little koala. It was something that she brought from Australia that I thought was really special. You know, she had a physical gift to give me. Um, at Fancy, which was very memorable and really cute, right? Because it's Australia and I totally want to visit. I haven't yet. And just from that simple connection in person, from offline to in person, that was the beginning of one of the most meaningful and special relationships I've had in my professional career. So fast forward six months later, Marie actually hired me to consult for her organization and I helped grow their Instagram feed from 10 to 20K in six months. So that started with me 
building the relationship on Instagram, being specific again, they're, uh, they, Dietitian Connection, are an organization that falls in line with what I do. Okay, so it's not just building any relationship, it's building specific intentional relationships. We started with Instagram Connection. We met at a conference, which was, you know, Fancy the Food Nutrition Conference Expo. It's held for dietitians. And then after I did the webinar, we continued the relationship. And within six months, I was hired to consult. After those six months of consulting and helping them meet their objectives, within a few months, I hired Marie to be one of my coaches. And Marie is now my mentor. She's helping me in the thought leadership space so that I can make a greater impact in dietetics. I look up to Marie in a lot of ways, specifically because she is so good at networking. She's a networking queen, and she's built an international organization. I mean, it's first founded in Australia, but they connect with dietitians all over the world, which is in line with my messages. So because I was able to build that relationship, I then converted into a consulting you know, income and impact. And then again, that helped me in my career because now she's you know, helps me, helps me grow my mission and vision. And so that's a really good example of how to build relationships and convert leads into clients. And I didn't look at Dietitian Connection as a lead. I genuinely looked at their organization as something that I like and respect, and that turned into an income opportunity. And I think when it comes to reflecting on your brand and message and the time that you spend on Instagram, if you're specific and intentional, that's what can help you understand how to navigate between, you know, getting leads online and then building the, you know, investing in relationships and then converting those relationships into income opportunities, whether it be consulting, speaking, passive income, brand partnerships, or in my case, more often than not, clients. So now I'm going to tell you some client examples, and then I'm going to go on and talk to you about nurturing relationships. So with clients... And, uh, you know, that example I just gave you was consulting. I've also gotten speaking opportunities from building relationships and just not even meeting people in person. I, I had one in 2017 as well. I had a dietitian student follow me and just say he liked my stuff. And he asked me if I would go to his college and do a speaking presentation. And I said yes. And I was paid to go do that. And, and we had built a relationship through DMs and, you know, just commented on some stuff, both in the dietitian community. And I think because we genuinely supported each other, I remember he'd send me articles about nutrition and we would talk about it in just a friendly relationship. And I think that it's important to foster the relationships where you're on the same page as somebody else because, again, relationship building is networking and networking is business. And when you can sharpen the skill of networking, you have the ability to build your brand and increase your revenue streams, which is one of my skill sets. So I gave you an example for speaking. I hadn't met that dietitian student uh, in person yet before that first speaking event. I uh, The other income opportunity where I did meet the founder of Dietitian Connection before I did the webinar and then before she hired me to consult for her company for six months. And then other experiences are building relationships for my coaching program, which is how I make most of the money. So my biggest income stream, right? So with my coaching, I connect with dietitians online and I get sent a ton of messages. And in those messages, people will talk to me, interact with me, or they'll just straight up tell me they want to apply to my program. Or they might, you know, interact with me in some capacity and then let me know that maybe they listened to a certain episode and they liked it 
or they tell me that they learned something. I have people tell me that the, my sales framework podcast episode helps them convert clients, right? Convert, convert leads into clients, which is great. And so that's relationship building. You know, people are messaging me and having conversations. And quite often when people start DMing me and we have relationships, that later turns into people who apply for my coaching program. And I don't necessarily know who's going to do it. I just genuinely love what I do. I love helping my field. I love helping my colleagues. And then some of those people who end up talking to me on DM convert into clients. And some of them, I, I really had no idea, um, which is, it's wonderful. It's it's really great. But I don't, you know, when people DM me, I don't say like, oh, could you be a client? I approach direct messages um, very in a uniform. I have a system for that. So I have like a uniform structure and strategy for how I approach DMs which saves me time. And I think you need to have that in your business as well. You also, the same way that I'm telling you to keep track of conversion, it would be in your best interest to understand how many DMs do you get per day? How many are related to your niche? If you're not getting DMs yet, how are you building your audience? What are your strategies? And if you are getting DMs, it's really important to know how to navigate those messages and make sure that you've got a a strategy so that you're not giving away too much information for free, but that you're focusing on nurturing the relationship. And those are two very different things. When people interact with me, talk to me, mention some content piece of mine that's inspired them, that's relationship building. When people ask me a quick tip, what do I do? Instead of answering it one-to-one, meaning telling them over DM, that's one-to-one, I answer it one-to-many. So what I do is I block off their name, I take off any identifying information, and I answer the question, over my stories, or like today, I take it to my podcast episode. And that what that does is that actually helps me with market research, which is the other pillar I had mentioned. I talked about building relationships, nurturing relationships, and now market research. So when I'm able to have a system in place, a strategic system, and when you ask me questions, and I take those questions, and instead of one-to-one, I do it one-to-many, I'm then inviting you to ask me more questions. I become seen as I am the expert. And then a lot of people that start engaging, watching my stories, interacting, a lot of those people apply to my coaching program and convert into clients. And so for your business, I do recommend trying to build community, whether it be through stories, through posts, both, right, lives, any kind of strategy. It's it's important to evaluate what is your system right now? Like what is the... Um, how often are you getting messages and what percentage of them are from the people who you want them from? And then how are you leveraging that content? That's called user-generated content. How are you taking that content, respecting people's privacy, but then helping using that content to build your brand? And that's what I do. And I do believe that strongly helps me convert leads into clients. I want to address the question from the DM, which was a lot of people want free advice. So here's the thing. I had just alluded to it before when I talked about nurturing relationships. If people want specific free advice from you, I think it's it's in your best interest as a business owner to find a tool and a system to answer that question. So in my case, I just told you an example. I don't necessarily do one-to-one. Like if somebody asks me, hey, can you give me specific feedback on this on my business or something that people pay me to do in my coaching program, I would... Probably, depending on the question, I would ask them uh, in that situation, although that actually doesn't happen a lot, I usually tell people that they are welcome to apply for my coaching program. 
but I really don't use that line. I would say I might say that like once a month. It really doesn't happen very often that I tell people to apply unless if we're in a conversation and they're telling me, hey, I'm thinking about applying to your program. Um, I've got X, Y, and Z going on. Would I be a good candidate, right? Those are direct warm leads. And in that context, we're already talking about my program. That's a little different, right? But if somebody's just straight asking me for feedback and advice, which it does happen, uh, more often than not, people don't people don't do that as much with me. But they do ask me gen like more or less general questions. Like I just got a question. Let me show you one of my questions that I'm going to answer tonight. Let me give you an example because I do get questions um, every day. So this question says. Hey Libby, I know you're big with scheduling goal setting. I'm looking for an app that has quarterly, monthly, weekly, daily set up for tasks. I have a planner right now, but I would like to go paperless. I'd appreciate any recs. Okay. That is what I would call a general question. What would I do? I screenshot that, block off this dietitian's name, and answer it in my stories. I either answer it in video or I answer it in text. I could do a quick live. Or I, what I could do is take some of those questions and answer them in a podcast, and then that episode is available for you and for people who have similar questions as well. So what is your way of taking questions that people ask and then using that content as, an, as a way to attract more clients? And here's the thing, it's in your best interest to find a system of how you're going to answer these questions because it all goes back to the lead source. If you identify Instagram as a lead source, you need a lead source strategy. And so what I'm telling you now is a little bit higher level because you might be asking, well, what if I don't get a lot of DMs? What if people don't ask me questions? So there's two, two layers here. First, first, let's say hypothetical situation is if you're not getting any DMs and people are not, the people you want to target are not reaching out to you, that means you need to build your audience. You need to get a strategy. This is 101. You need to from like you need to figure out who your ideal client, you need to niche down, you need to do your market research, and you need to start from the beginning. If you already have identified your target market, you're super clear on your niche, you've got a strategy going on, you're cre you're creating and posting meaningful, relevant content that builds the likability that you know your audience wants, and you're getting DMs. If you fit into that category, then you're, you're getting to come up with a customized strategy of how you deliver the information that people want to know. And an example of it would be how I'm doing it tonight. And I know uh, that when I do these types of things, it adds value to you. It increases my credibility as your coach. And then people apply for my coaching program. So I know this works. And this also gives me an opportunity to talk to you about a really important topic that I know a lot of you have similar questions so it's, it's, I appreciate, I welcome, I want you to ask me these questions. It's in my best interest because you give me content ideas. And what better way, like, you know, a lot of people say, well, what do I post? What do I, you know, what should I write for my blog? Or for an example, this is audio. What do I say? What do I talk about? What do I take photos of? Like, you have to find out what your audience wants. And then I ask you, what's the best way? What is your strategy right now? How do you know what they want? Do you really know? How are you doing that research constantly? So not one time. This isn't like a one-time survey. Like I'm constantly looking to see what dietitians want, what the dietitians are, who fit my ideal client profile, my target audience. What do they want and how can I better deliver that? And I don't assume that everybody who DMs me is going to convert into a client. That's not my strategy. I am thankful that you ask me questions 
so that I can create more meaningful content that I believe will help you, help inspire you and help give you leads, right? And then help you take those leads and convert them into clients. Because if I can do that now through my free content, imagine what we could do together if you hired me to be your coach. I wanna give you seven actionable steps about how you can use Instagram as your lead source. Number one, know your target audience. This by far has been the number one like way that I've really been able to, to convert. Not just grow, right? Because you don't need to have thousands and thousands of followers to have a, you know, a profitable, impactful business. And you know that. Sure, it makes sense if you look at the numbers, the more leads you have, the higher probability that you'll be able to convert those. I mean, that makes sense logically speaking, right? But the reality is it's all about the engagement and the relationships and the relatability. If you can nurture relationships and convert a small audience, then that's what matters. How do you do that? You have to understand who you're talking to and you have to be able to relate. So number one, know your target audience, relate to them. I want you to be able to tell me who your ideal client's name is, where she lives, what she does, all of her or his characteristics. And I need that to be really clear. And when you work with me, we do exercises that go through who your ideal client profile is. I mean, I know this is business 101 and I've struggled with it too. My first year in business, I struggled with my avatar and I see that with a lot of my clients and my clients who can create an avatar and create a really a crystal clear picture of who this avatar is and then create a business to serve this avatar, those clients of mine do grow the fastest. And I know that my business has been able to you know, quadruple in, in revenue and impact the more clear I get with my avatar as well. So proof and concept, I've done it, my clients have done it, I see it all the time, that's part of my framework. So you're gonna have an avatar if we work together, it works. So number two would be planning ahead. And a lot of clients that come to me are either, some of them are planning a little bit ahead, but I usually get them to plan further ahead. So my clients work with me, I get them to plan content out a week ahead. I like them to create not only posts, but also captions. And then we, we review it together and really look at their strategy overall. And then of course, we're gonna check on who is the content for, how is it relating, and how is it solving your ideal client's biggest problems? Is everything in line? Is everything matching up? Is everything specific? And I know this process can be challenging. And for some of you, it takes longer than others. But when everything can align and you plan ahead, not only does it decrease stress, but it gives you the opportunity to play other roles in your business. So when you can plan your posts ahead on Instagram, right, and your captions, by the way, because those are important and a lot of you dismiss those, but they're definitely important. When you're able to plan your content, then you can be present in your stories. And that story strategy is key, really especially because it's quick, you know, it's not, it's not the same rules as you know with stories, right? It's not about being perfect. You know, when you post something on Instagram, there are certain rules and elements. I mean, common knowledge here, it's got to be a good photo, okay? If it's a food photo, it has to have certain elements. And if it's a photo of you, I mean, ideally, there would be certain elements followed as well, right? But when it comes to a story, it's not about that. The story is about likability, relatability, and really just building relationships, and if you haven't planned properly ahead to align with your mission and vision and ideal client, 
for your content, then it's going to be hard for you to also get on the story. You're going to feel overwhelmed, right? So after you're able to plan ahead, you're able to be more present and really use all the features on Instagram. For example, Mother's Day is coming up, Easter's coming up, Easter's before Mother's Day. And because of some of the big holidays, you know, do, does your avatar celebrate those? Maybe your avatar is Jewish and she doesn't celebrate Easter. So you need to be really clear with what your avatar wants, what kind of content around the holidays. And then when you plan ahead, you're able to deliver and relate better to her. And really, you know, that's what's going to help you move forward faster in your business. You always want to be asking yourself, what does your avatar want to see? And that's what I ask myself every single day. And I drill that into my clients' brains. And I truly believe that you can convert more effectively and, you know, increase your conversion numbers when you're able to ask yourself how you can serve your, your avatar, your ideal client. Number three, you want to create content that matches what you do, why you do it, and who you help. So again, it's just kind of a summary of what I had said earlier. Like when you plan ahead and relate your content to your avatar and solve your avatar's problems, that's going to be valuable. And this, the same thing goes in the stories, right? It's the same concept, except the stories don't have to be as strict as far as the guidelines. So when you post something, you know, you want it to look a certain way and be appealing visually. Instagram's a visual platform. And your stories are, are a little bit of a looser framework, which is great. So you can get away with things being a little more sloppy. And it's totally acceptable, which it's if you're not using stories to its fullest advantage, like you need to absolutely just do that. Number four, you got to stay active. So I have this one client and um, this client creates great content. But the problem is this client posts like a couple times every other week and then goes away for a month and then comes back and then gets frustrated that she's not growing faster. So you really got to commit. Right. So you got to commit. You got to if you don't have a post that day, put up a story at least. And so when you're able to be present and be visible, that's what helps you with the consistency and it helps you build that likability. Number five, you want to use calls to actions. And I totally get that using calls to actions can be challenging. And when I first started out, I like forgot it, it was just I had it was so much for me to think of between planning ahead and organizing and being intentional. And I revised my avatar a ton of a ton my first year on Instagram. I, I struggled. And once I really started to get consistent with calls to actions, I grew my list and I started converting leads into clients. And a call to action is when you ask your ideal client to do something, to download the link in your bio, to apply for your program, et cetera, et cetera. So you definitely need to be using calls to actions and telling your audience to do something. Number six is user-generated content, whether you're featuring another post to help save you time and energy as long as it fits with the framework discussed earlier, or in my case, like I'm, I love user-generated content for my stories, right? So what I do is I take what you tell me and I use that as material back to my audience. So when you give me feedback about something you tell me that you had, you know, experienced A, B, and C from, you know, my program, or maybe it was from a podcast episode, or maybe I inspired you to do something like rate negotiation. I get a lot of DMs about that, about women who get a higher rate because I inspired them to charge more, which is wonderful. I would take that story, block off the name, and, and put it back. I would, I would take that DM and put it back into my stories. And what that does is it helps me with my visibility and credibility. 
So now my followers who watch my stories are saying, oh, that's what's going on in Libby's messages. Libby's credible. That's what's happening in the world of Libby's business. And you can do that too. But again, earlier we talked about two different case scenarios. Those of you who haven't yet figured out your target market and your niche, and those of you who have. And if you have not yet figured out your target market and your niche, that's where you want to start. You want to really get clear with that um, before you even focus on a, on a DM strategy because you want these DMs to be from people who are leads, right? And how do you know if they're a lead? Well, they should fit into who you're trying to market to. And if they're a qualified lead, then that should be super clear. You should know, right? So I know because dietitians DM me all day. And the dietitians specifically that DM me are dietitians in the first three years of practice. And that's exactly who I'm targeting. Do I help people who are, you know, who are five years and 10 years into practice? Sure. But I market those that are three years into practice. And that's who I hear from 90% of the time. Number seven, last tip would be to tell stories. Telling stories is a great way to build the know, like, and trust. And it's also interesting. It's exciting. And it's, I think, a huge, huge underused strategy um, that I'm seeing in my target audience among dietitians on social media. Whether it be from a post, I mean, you could tell a story in a photograph, you could tell a story on video on stories, you could tell a story in your captions. And what you're doing with the story is you're sharing about yourself and you're giving examples about what's relevant to you and your brand. And I think it's really important that you are storytelling quite often and that you're really finding ways that engage with your with your audience. In closing, it's important that you have a strategy and it's important that when you get those DMs, if you're not getting DMs, you got to build your audience. Okay? As the DMs start to flood in, you want to have a strategy and know when you get the DMs, number 1, are they from the person that you're targeting? If they're not, you don't even have to answer them. That's a waste of your time. If you're getting some random DM from somebody, like I get DMs almost every day about like, you know, sponsorships and stuff. And I don't do sponsorships. I don't answer those DMs. I just delete them. But if I get a DM from a dietitian, that's, I read it and I answer it. And that becomes part of my, my strategy, right? That's part of my, me taking that user generated content. I turn a DM into user generated content and speak that back to my audience and then I get people who apply for my program and um, who purchase my coaching. So that's um, that's conversion. So I use stories as a means to convert my message, to, to use my messages to convert leads into clients. And you can do that too if you're specific and intentional and if you know, if you have that strategy in mind and if you apply to work with me, we will take your specific strategy and analyze it and we'll see how we can make that strategy more clear. Thank you for joining today's episode. To learn more, check out my free three-day video course at bit.ly backslash get leads underscore video course. We'll see you next week.